You are listening to Chalks and Dogs, presented by East Ham Entertainment. What's up, bro? What's up, dude? How's it going? NCAA. This is our biggest show of the year, always. It's only our second what time doing it, but it's the biggest one of the year. I love it. Hoops. You know how I feel about hoops. It's your sport, dude. We got a huge lineup again. Uh, real quick, follow us on Twitter, at Chalks and Dogs, Facebook.com, slash Chalks and Dogs. We'll get that, get that out of the way. Ham Entertainment. Dot com as well um you can check out some amazon stuff that they've put on there yeah yeah if you go to our site uh you'll see some amazon links if you click on that and shop through there your prices don't change and we get a little taste supports the show all that fun stuff you're gonna buy you're gonna shop amazon anyway i love amazon of course so of course that's d i'm e we're ready to rock and roll today with some uh ncaa as we're sitting here right now i'm watching ohio state in overtime against akron what's going on with your boys yeah, this is a big game in the NIT. Does anybody pay attention to the NIT unless you're in it? I mean, not really. There's nobody at this game. Are you? Look at the audience. There's, there's nobody there. They no, it, uh, Northwestern. Northwestern uh, didn't get in to the NIT, and they said they didn't want to go to uh, 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 like a. Oh my god, I'm messing. I'm messing up my words right now. What's going on? Um, the uh, a tournament, the end of the year tournament. They they didn't get the NCAA. They didn't want to go to NIT, so they just said, "You know what? I'm not going anywhere." Oh, they just passed on everything altogether, huh? Yeah, the wow. whole thing. That's pretty cool. Well, we're gonna rock and roll with Shea Pepler, same Maniscalco today. Uh, we're gonna get into some D three hoops, Final Four. My buddy's coaching. They're heading down to Salem, Virginia. Um, we talked to the point guard from Benedictine as well, John Dotson. That's awesome. And then uh, we're gonna talk to E Tip. Get the gambling side of it from Capper Advantage. Yeah, we missed him last week, but I think uh, he would have been on this. How about your buddy Ewald? Let's talk about this for that a second. That was awesome, wasn't it? He was yeah. rocking. He was all UFC. over that. All over it. He loved it. He was yeah, he was on top. He knows his stuff, dude. He knows his shit. He, 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 I think word for word, I don't have the clip here, but he said something to the effect of, if Nate Diaz, if it goes to the ground, Nate, watch out for Nate Diaz. He's a black belt in jiu-jitsu. He got, sure enough. I think... I think um, that don't you think that was a bad move by Conor McGregor going to the ground? I don't think he had a chance. I think he gave it everything he had. He ran out and of gas. gas, and he just said, "Screw, it, let's yeah. go to the ground." Yeah, he tried to shoot um, and go for the takedown. It got blocked, and then it, it was all over. Yeah, I, I saw the highlight. I didn't watch it. You watched it. Um, I saw the highlight, and I was just like, "These guys look just gas." And all of a sudden, he went to the ground. And I'm like. Bad, bad, bad move. Oh yeah, yeah. It was uh, no. That screwed that the UFC's. That screwed up their whole plan. It did. It and and even uh, Misha Tate. Misha Tate with the upset. It was huge. I think I tweeted out fifty dollar parlay paid almost seven hundred bucks. You picked Misha Tate. Yeah, and right. that's uh, what it was, did. right? Yeah, yeah. Absolutely, it was. Oh, man. Money. I love when you hear like fifty dollars gets you six hundred or and that's, something. And that's not a big. That's, that's not, awesome. It's not a huge. No, bet. I just you just well like Dave, like you're saying, you're just watching it. Like you know what? Screw it. I'm gonna throw fifty on both underdogs. Yeah, it's two. It's two fights, and it's it's a fight. You know, and it's just like a game. Anybody can win. That's why they have the fights, right? And um, it wasn't that much of a stretch. And after talking to Ewald, I mean, he even made it sound more more doable. You know, it was like. It was unbelievable. He was all over it. Yeah. Way to go, Ewald. Yeah. That's, uh, let's welcome in uh, our NCAA expert, Shea Pepler. Hey, Shea, what's going on? Hey, what's up, guys? Expert tonight. I like, yeah, you, you give uh, you give good info to our to our listeners. 
Thank you. What's what's happening? Hey, I like to chime in on. You know, throw a little joke out there. Everything good with the luggage? Oh God, that was so long ago. Basketball season has much been better, or has been much better to me than football season. Good, good. Um, let's well, let's get. <laughs> let's, luggage lost lately. I know, no, I know. That, that's the. That's got to be the worst though when you're traveling and. You, you, so flusters you. Yeah, you ever know. I know. I agree. What? Uh, let's <laughs> right, let's get right into it. Um, Indiana. Um, I know that your team. You went to Indiana. Yep. Indiana. You. Um, what'd you think of the one and done in the tournament? What'd you think of their overall season? Uh, Crean, everything with uh, Indiana basketball. Uh, yeah. Well, first of all, I think everyone, and including myself, I'll say, had kind of written this team off early on and written Tom Crean off and thought. You know, we all thought he was on his way out at the end of last season, and we didn't really know what to expect. I think he's come in with low expectations and achieved high expectations, which is great. So, um, won the Big Ten outright, which is unbelievable. He's got seniors mixed with freshmen that are doing all the right things right now. I think OG Ananobi has completely changed the identity of this basketball team since having an injury, so um, I think they can do some good things in the tournament. Chattanooga, I think they get past, and then hopefully they play Kentucky, which should be the matchup that we've all been waiting for. I used to love the Kentucky-Indiana game when I was in college. One of my favorite moments out of college was watching them beat Kentucky the year they almost went undefeated in Bloomington. Christian Wofford hit that three at the buzzer. It was unbelievable. Actually, Speaking of Christian Wofford, tweeted yesterday he's going to be in the building. I saw that. Yeah, I saw. to bring him some work. Yeah, so um, really, look, don't want to look ahead, but still looking forward, hopefully, to that matchup. And if they can get past Kentucky, you know, they can really go far. I think that's going to be their biggest task. And I have a feeling that's where a lot of people having them drop out of the tournament. Hey Shay, what do you think of their seed getting a five? Honestly, I don't think it matters unless you're looking to be a one seed. Unless you're a top seed one, maybe two. I don't think your seed matters as much as your matchup matters and bracket. And they have a really tough East bracket, really tough, with North Carolina in there. Providence is tough. Indiana, Kentucky, Notre Dame. Even the play-in game with Michigan obviously can take care of Indiana. Bring them down to the wire with what happened in the Big Ten uh, Conference Tournament. West Virginia can make some noise. Wisconsin's kind of a crapshoot. You don't really know what you're going to get out of them. Pitt is good. I have Xavier going to the Final Four. So that is a really tough region. We're talking to Shea Pepler from at Campus Insiders and at 120 Sports. you see any uh, intriguing mashup first-round-wise? Anybody they think maybe can upset uh, a higher seed? Yeah. Well, and I don't know how much I know you guys have been doing this, but I don't know how much you've seen this Florida Golf Coast game that's been going on. They just took care of business, and the guys on set here on True TV are saying that they think they could maybe beat North Carolina, which I think is a little bit of a stretch. I think North Carolina, I mean, Dickinson is nothing compared to North Carolina. Yeah, I, I can't. I think I think they're just they're they're blowing some smoke. Yeah. There's no way. You you know, there's no way, no, right? Sure. No. Yeah, no, I, I, no. Carolina, I think it has, if not the most, one of the teams with the most talent outside of Kansas on the roster this season. I don't know. I trust Bill much more than I trust Roy Williams, but there's just too many weapons on that on that team. I don't think this is the year 16 beats a one either. It's never happened, and it's never happened for a reason. Um, I'm just looking at the bracket right now. My biggest upset, I have Buffalo advancing over Miami, which is a little bit of an extremely bold pick. A lot of people have this hurricane team to go far because they've got some transfers, they got some veterans. Larry Nagar does 
an absolutely fantastic job. So that's a little bit of a bold pick for me. Hey, Shay. Um, yeah. I got Miami going to the finals. You do not. You didn't fill out your bracket before. Want to make show, a bet? Dude. I have it right in front of me. I do. I I love Miami. I I coaches Shay. Co- co- coaches Shay. Coaches mean so much. I agree. At this time of the year. I took, I completely agree. I actually did something almost as boneheaded as you. I took Dayton <laughs> to the final four in the Midwest bracket. Because I think I love Archie Miller. I think the same thing. I think coaches have still, and that's why I just made the comment about North Carolina. I don't know if I fully trust Roy Williams. He just makes weird decisions, especially in close games. So I, I completely agree with you. I love Larry Nagup. I mean, we have Arizona. Kansas, even UConn, Temple, Villanova, like Villanova, 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 soft, soft, soft. Why do you think that? Because they play in the Big East. No, I've watched them. I mean, they just they don't they don't. Did you watch the Xavier game? I watched them. I yeah, I watch I watch Villanova all the time because of Brunson. And you still think that? I still think that. I really do. I mean, you. I've watched probably maybe ten of their games. And they just they let the team hang around, hang around. Yeah, I agree. With that. Pretty they much the competition a little bit. Yeah, and I think Miami. If you, mm-hmm. I think they could beat Zona. I think they could beat Villanova. And yeah, I, I mean, I, I hear your argument on that. I hear you. I think you're hanging around too much with Agnaroni with a Dayton pick. <laughs> no, I'm not persuaded. They look dominant in the HN tournament. They've got veteran guys on that team. Their first matchup is against Syracuse, and the last time these two faced each other in the NCAA tournament in 2014, Syracuse didn't make one three. Dayton figured out that entire two-three zone, and I think if they can advance past that, I think they have a shot to beat Michigan State. And you know what? Not a soul on this universe has Dayton advancing past Michigan State, so you know who will be the genius? It'll be me. <laughs> <laughs> if that happens, you will get a text or something. That, that is a bold move. That is a bold move. Well, can we stay on the Big Ten a little bit? Uh, yeah, Iowa, sure. Iowa, Indiana, Michigan State. Um, who am I missing? Uh, Maryland. Maryland. Who? Who? Besides, yeah, besides, Michi- besides Michigan State, and I'll throw Indiana in there. Anybody else you give a chance maybe to get there? Purdue. I, I see. I told my brother that today, yesterday. Actually, I think Purdue. That that's that. Will they get a five seed? They got Little Rock first. They got five seed. Correct. Yeah, I, I mean. Purdue is tough. Rock, which is, but then their next matchup has in the round of 32, they could either face Iowa State or Iona. I, I mean, Iona is a good basketball team. I have Iowa State advancing, but I, that's a capable win for Purdue. So and is Virginia. If they beat, then they got Virginia. Exactly, exactly, because they've got five, and they, they don't mind playing a slower tempo, which is what Virginia does. I, I think Purdue could go far. But they're, to me, they're so wildly inconsistent, and they wore the entire Big Ten season. Just when you thought they were going to get hot, mm-hmm. they'd fall off the wagon and, and miss shots and take, take bad shots. And So I, I, they're so wild. A lot of the Big Ten teams, I feel like, this year are inconsistent. And I also feel like the committee didn't really give Big Ten much love, and it started with not giving Michigan State a one seed right off the bat. Yeah, I just... Looking at the Big Ten, you know, you listen to like ESPN and and some of the guys on uh, CBS with Maryland. I agree, I agree with them on, on Maryland. I mean, if they but you keep they keep saying it if they can click, if they can click, if they can click. Um, but they have the talent. Yeah, well, they're not clicking. I mean, yeah, there's something to be said about playing good basketball at the right time. Mo Trumbull is 
is a little bit all over the place. He's a obviously he's a capable player, but he, I mean, Diamond Stone is flailing around. <laughs> like they just, they're not, they can't click. They can't figure it out. Um, yeah, I'm just Rashid, Rashid Suleiman, and um, I just, yeah. I think, I just think they're very, very, very talented. Where if they do Agreed. somehow click in one game and then just go on a little roll. That's a team that that's, could be scary with their size and with their yeah. guards. Suleiman shooting poorly, I agree, yeah. So, all right, let's get to uh, fi- Final Four. Who do you got in the Final Ooh. Four? Um, I have, I told you I have Dayton, Midwest. Up top I have North Carolina, I'm sorry, I have Dayton coming out of the East. Um, out of the West, I have Oregon. Now, this was a little bit of a tricky pick for me. I think Oregon plays great basketball. To be honest, a lot of people haven't seen these games, haven't seen these players for Oregon. And that's partially because they're on the West Coast. It's partially because a lot of their games are in Pac-12 Network. And so I think it was a bit of sh- a shock to see this one seed. And I do think there's something to be said when someone sees a one in front of a team, you, you kind of lean towards it. No matter, You know what I'm saying? Because there's a reason the committee gives them that seating. But Texas A&M, I think, is a fantastic basketball team as well. I love Billy Kennedy and his story, and these guys play with Will for him, I think, in a way. And I, do you guys know the story about Billy Kennedy? No, I have no idea. I didn't hear it. He's got Parkinson's, like early stages of Parkinson's, and, which was diagnosed a couple of years ago. But now it's just in the media a lot more because Texas A&M is doing so well. They just believed in him, and you know, he, it was hard for him to get some of these recruits because a lot of them didn't know how, he was, how his illness was going to develop. So... You know, they weren't sure if they wanted to come to play for him. So these guys who are playing for him are playing for him for a reason, and I think you can almost tell that in the way they play basketball. You know what I'm saying? Wow, that's I didn't know um, I didn't know that news on him. Yeah, it, it it came out a couple of years ago, but um, you know, it's just an interesting you know, and there's those underwritten storylines. It's just added interesting dynamic. I I love Baylor, but I think they're another team that's hot and cold. They could have a fantastic game. Rico Gathers, obviously a great rebounding threat. They could have one great game and then the next week or the next game they can go cold. Oklahoma, I think out of the West though, is another team that can make it to the final four. And then out of the South I have Kansas winning it all. I think and I final four and win the entire thing because I think they're the best team in this whole field. Wow. I know Bill Self that good of a coach. I I know he's always he's won <laughs> Who so Who did you put him up again? <sighs> I think he's one of the best. I think he's one of the best recruit. I think he's one of the best. I think he's one of the best recruiters. The best. I just think he's. I don't know the right word. I. So you're giving him the coach Calipari treatment. That was stuff you think he can recruit any cat coach. Kinda. Did you see Calipari on CBS after he got the? No, uh, or no, was it on ESPN? I think it was on ESPN when he got the. He they go when he found out the seed after he goes. Did we just play a game? He goes. What did we just do? He goes. Did it, he goes. Well, how did he goes? Do they see that we just played a game? He goes. If they if they already seated us, why did we play? He goes. Why did we play this game? He goes. I have to talk to my commissioner. He goes. We can't play on Sundays anymore for the championship. He goes. We might as well just play on Saturday. So he was mad that his seed was higher. No, he wasn't mad. He was, the way he he goes. He goes. It hurts other people. He goes. Now we get a lower seed, and we're going to be playing a. You know the team that we're playing; it hurts them. 
You know what I mean? Like he's a yeah. five, so he goes. If I was a four, you know, I would play. A five plays a twelve, and he's he. His big thing, his big stink was why why do we play the game before if Texas A and M gets a better seed? Yeah, no, I. I, I mean, I, guess Cal- I understand that it was, but everyone else does it too. I mean, what is the difference? I agree. I it was just it was vintage. Hey, it was not, vintage. It was vintage Calipari. Pinpointing you out, Calipari. I mean, everyone's doing the same things. Everyone's got conference tournaments going on at the same time. I I know. I yeah. He's he's something. He is something. Sometimes he thinks he belongs to like the elite princess league. I don't understand. I don't know who he thinks he is. Sometimes you ever met him? I have not. I'm not. Huh? Did you see a? Hey, did you see the Twitter? Did the, the bracket? Get released on Twitter? Yes, I did see that. And I felt instantly ill for CVS. Because, we're, and for us, Selection Sunday is fun. You know, it's one of the best days of work. You basically, you know, everyone's filling out brackets. And we're getting ready to give our reactions. And we do a thing at work where we preview every team in the field, 60 seconds of it, our college basketball analyst, Jordan Cornett, does it. And then we also do first reactions. We break it down. It was a fun day for us. So we, you know, first reaction is like, eh, two-hour show. Oh, well, two more hours of TV to talk March Madness. It's not that big of a deal. But you're halfway through it, and this bracket leaks. And, I mean, all of us are sitting around. I don't know what you guys like. Is this real? Is this real? We're waiting for them to reveal this other half of the bracket to see if it's real. You get three matchups in, you realize it's real. It's like, well, time to turn this off. I know. Another hour of this, he's got the bracket right in front of us. You think you? I mean, you have some like sources or talk to coach. Do you, do, you, mm-hmm. do you know if like any of the coaches saw it? Like when they were waiting? I don't. That I don't know. And that would almost you guys be taboo to ask. Yeah. Just because I think there's more. There's obviously a lot more that goes into it than just like did you see the leak bracket? For us, it doesn't matter, but. For them, I mean, think about CBS advertising dollars. How many people do you think turn that thing off halfway? Because the best part about it is getting down to see that last team that gets in. I was holding my breath for Monmouth. I really thought they deserved a shot to get in much more than Syracuse and Michigan did. So I'm sitting, you know, yeah, yeah. had we not have seen that, I mean, we've all been waiting to see what those last couple of teams were to get in. It's the best part of time to watch right at the end. But instead, we all tuned out. So you've got advertising dollars that's gone into it, and I don't let alone all those. I mean, they had. How many analysts were up there? Ten that were paid to be on set for that night that you just turned off. And there's a lot of money that got taken away because that leaked on Twitter. They've got to figure out who did it, where it came from. It's a nightmare. Yeah, that was that was a uh, uh, the best part about that broadcast was watching Barkley try to do the touch screen. I mean, Barkley. I don't care what anyone says. I don't care if he even knows who's playing on the team. Red, blue. He can call them pink jerseys. I don't care. He's hilarious. He's the best. He's, isn't he? he's the best. People get so angry, but he doesn't know anything about college basketball. I'm like, you know what? He knows basketball, and who cares? He's an entertainment factor. I'm like the white Charles Barkley of this show when it comes to NCAA <laughs> hoops. I'll be honest with you. <laughs> you don't know anything about what's going yeah, on. I just <laughs> no, not you know what I have. It's been it's been hard for me to follow what with the Blackhawks and everything else going on. I I couldn't do what you do. It's it's so hard to keep up with all this stuff. Well, and that's why I sometimes you know I like especially during baseball season sometimes because it just gets so long and then it bleeds over into like football season. I'm like oh, I'm t- you you kind of got to pick your niche sometimes, you know. Absolutely, absolutely. Let's make sure we get some plugs out. You can catch Shay on uh, Twitter, at Shay Pepler, um, Campus Insiders, 120 Sports. Shay, what else can we plug for you? Let us know what's going on. 
Yeah, that, that's it. So um, now that it's tournament time, we'll be doing Who's Got Next presented by Xfinity. So after every game ends, we preview the next game. So while everyone's kind of looking back at what we just saw, we look ahead to the next matchup and what to expect and who we think is going to win and everything else. And then um, come Sweet, Sweet 16 is here. Yeah, you go. I'm going. So Are will, you going? Yeah. So am I. I'm, so go, I'm going to. Who's Got Next from there. I know. I'm looking forward to that. And then we'll be at the Final Four in Houston doing the same thing, analysis and also Who's Got Next and player, coach interviews, all that kind of stuff. So looking forward to it. Awesome. Thanks, Shay, for coming on and taking some time with us tonight. No problem. All right. No problem. Thanks for having me, guys. All right. All right talk thanks. to you, Shay. Bye. Okay. Bye. There we go. Shay Pepler, the best she, in the business. She man. knows so much about college <laughs> basketball. Just college ball in general. I mean, she was our, our football expert. Um, there's going to be a lot of talk. There's a, a lot of NCAA hoops talk tonight. Uh, it's going to be hard to top that, though. Yeah. No, she's she's on top of her game. I mean, she knows stuff that, that you know, talking about like to Texas A and M coach. I, I, did you even? I didn't know he had Parkinson's. No, I didn't either. I didn't either. You know, just just little stuff. I just um, thought he was nervous. <laughs> you're such a no, you're such a dick. Hey, um, what a what a what, what's is that? I just thought he was. I you know, guys, this guy's sweating from his brow. He was running earlier. He's got no sleeves on. I just typical hillbilly Sox fan. That's right. It's a podcast, and you can, typical hillbilly. I mean, we're in, we're in our we got, pajamas. Yeah, this guy's got chewing his mouth. I do. He's got dip dip coming off his dip coming off his lip. I I got a beef real quick, and this What's might your, and I don't. What is the beef of Dave? And if you if you think and honestly, E, if you think that that this is going to damage any opportunity we have with future guests, I'll cut it out. But I'm on my way home today, listening to the score. Trying to get caught up with what's going on and with NCAA hoops, uh, the score is not talking about it. ESPN was talking Hawks. I'm listening for 20 minutes in between commercials. Okay, Dan Bernstein and some guy going, some caller going back and forth. I'm not kidding you. It had been a 20 minute bit about global warming. No, you listen to him. And, though, and there's, there's Danny Bernstein trying to make some guy look like an asshole and try to prove once again how much smarter he is than anyone. I don't know Dan personally. I'm sure he's a nice guy. But sometimes it's just unlistenable. Why don't you turn the Waddle and Sylvie? I was I was a commercial, and they were talking Hawks, and I thought, well, maybe they'll stop talking about global warming on the score, and Dan will try and – well, he'll stop trying to make somebody feel like an idiot. Yeah. That's what I, you and know. talk sports. I don't listen to six at the score, and I uh, looking at some stuff, and they always say that he goes after he goes after uh, for nothing. Callers, some just, guy just about bullshit. Some guy, and I get it. If he was going the comedy route, that's fine. And I'm not saying you have to talk sports all the time. Lord knows we don't. But it's just every time I turn that station on, and and there are shows that I like on that station, you know, and and, the, and your beloved Cubs are going to be on there this this on the radio. I just can't stand somebody that it, it's almost like he has a need to be smarter than everyone and be right and prove people wrong. And I think he gets off on that. It's just really annoying, dude. Yeah, really super annoying. I mean, what's the? I don't and, I, and I'm not perfect. Don't I'm not putting what's myself he get out on of a that, pedestal. Though? He's a great broadcaster. He's smart, but he just comes off as an asshole. Yeah, yeah. I'm a big Wild and Sylvie guy. Um you know, they're just, they're great dudes, man. They talk so much. Fuck. Waddle's just, he's so smooth 
how he just talks about just just nonsense. Yeah, today they were good. talking about today they were talking about Kaplan getting one in last night during the Hawks game. No, I didn't. I didn't catch yeah. that part. So then they were talking about the five hole. Oh boy, it was oh. awesome. <laughs> yeah, awesome. it was awesome. So uh, let's. Uh, we're talking gambling, handicapping. Uh, Eric at etip one one on Twitter at Capper's Advantage. Um, what happened, man? We haven't talked to you in a while. What happened to your Carolina Panthers, bro? You had to pick the scab, didn't you? Hey, that scab's bloody, isn't it? Oh, uh, that one hurt. It's, uh, <laughs> you know, you can you can always you can always tell uh, from a from a betting perspective when too many people are on one side. It felt like that from the beginning. Uh, I still liked them straight up for the most part, but uh, that that defense proved a little too strong on the edges. And Cam Newton, and there's something wrong with him. It, uh, it was certainly unlike the, the other two games, but the writing was on the wall there. There's, there's two blowouts, uh, two great defenses, but that, uh, that also made you feel like, hey, Seattle and Arizona's defense aren't too far from, from Denver's defense, but uh, they made that statement prove, prove otherwise. So long road to get back. You just hope you can get back and go, but the window is certainly open and it's seemingly open for a few years. So got, got the silver lining is there. No, yeah, they're they're a great team, and and I could second that when when you see all that money coming in on Carolina, and just oh. it it just kills you because you're like, man, it's just the public is just pounding and pounding and pounding them, pounding them. You're like, man, as a fan, I couldn't even imagine what you're feeling. You're like, oh boy, man, it's, even for the game, just not even the betting side. You're like, this doesn't look good for the game. No, no. I mean, just sitting there waiting. Okay, all right. Well, you know, eighty percent of the bets will come in uh, on the weekend, and it never really changed. So it it was it was scary from that perspective when you've been doing this as long as I have. Uh, it's just, and sometimes it's hard to bring yourself to to put good money on an underdog because it just seemingly is just not going to happen. But uh, that certainly felt rather eerie uh, leading into that game, and and you saw how it played out. So. Yeah, it was a uh, it was a great game. Peyton Manning, I don't know, he's, he's got nothing left. Um, so let's uh, let's start talking about uh, your your site and everything. I know Big East is hot as heck right now. I think he was like fourteen to one or fifteen to one in his last sixteen picks. Um, overall in college basketball, I forgot what he was like twenty two and five or something like that. I know you've been hot. Uh, let's uh, let's get the listeners some uh, numbers. What are you guys rolling with lately? Yeah, went on a went on a little run here uh, lately. Um, you know, I started out slow in the regular season and then battled back here lately. Hit a nice, popped a nice four unit play. Only made a few four unit plays this year across all sports, and hit another one with Carolina money line. Uh, laid the one forty five, and it almost came into play at the end of the game when uh, UVA hit a shot and then fouled. I think with point eight left to send Carolina to the line up two. So it uh, could have been a push, even a loss, uh, had they not fouled. But uh, they ended up going to the line, hit two, two free throws, winning by four. But, yeah, Big East has been, Big East has been on fire, 9-1 uh, and one in the postseason. Um, he's, you know, kind of calling out his spot plays when, you know, just finding a, a betting angle, you know, a.k.a. a spot play. And eleven and one in those overall, and then his regular season record was eighteen and eight, hitting almost seventy percent in college basketball. So he did his thing. His 
uh, you know, very short, limited, find his spots, and he did it uh, very well. Overall, he's sitting at 27 and 9, 75% in college. Ridiculous. Basketball. Unbelievable. That's some. It's that's ridiculous, <laughs> guys. You can find them at Capers Advantage. Ninety nine dollars gets you the the rest of the NCAA. You guys don't play NBA, right? So it'll get you the rest of the uh, NCAA, correct? Yeah, we'll 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 hit our, we'll hit the playoffs a little bit. Um, I, I probably won't be hitting it as too much. The NBA is just you know, it's, it's awful to bet on, as far as I'm concerned. But um, we'll we'll be hitting some a few plays in the NBA playoffs. But we certainly start to tail off here towards the end of uh, end of March Madness. But be a nice little break, recharge, get ready for football. That's awesome. E tip, uh, real quick, I just want to run this by NFL, Charlotte Sports, 77 and 52. That's a plus 20, plus 20 points, dude. Plus 20 units, man. Yeah, plus 20 units. That's Crazy. unbelievable. That's what your NFL was this year, Eric? NFL, yeah. It's, uh, it was even better in the NFL playoffs. I was really, I was sitting 11 and 1 going into the Super Bowl. And yeah, I don't know if I was getting cute or whatnot, but I still like Charlotte. I still like the Panthers on the money line. So I paired, uh, I paired a few cross sport teases, you know, allowing getting getting a college basketball game teasing it for, and provided you hit that front end, you know, I was able to tease the Panthers down six and effectively get them on the money line without laying two to one. Thank God I didn't. Um, so I kind of split those up and put that on the record. But before going into the Super Bowl, it was eleven and one. In the NFL playoffs, eleven and one, pretty unheard of in the NFL playoffs. And then, yeah, uh, hit sixty percent over the course of the NLC, NFL season, and fifty-four percent college football overall. So, had a had a really good pro football season. Yeah, there you go, boys. Don't don't sleep on Capper's advantage. Ditch that that FanDuel account and DraftKings and ditch all d- 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 ditch all that bull crap that these guys on Twitter are just yeah just scamming and. You guys are going on. Uh, there's a bunch of them, man. You can go. You can go anywhere, and these guys are selling picks, and it's all fake. You guys, go to Capper's Advantage, ninety nine dollars. E tip. Uh, what do you think for the Final Four, man? What, where you got anything? We're not going to ask you gambling yet, but any any uh, fi- Final Four picks or uh, teams you think uh, can maybe upset and get there? Yeah, I'm. You know, I'm kind of boring when it comes to to a tournament. You know, when you start getting down to the Final Four, you take George Mason's run out of it. And it typically it ends up being pretty boring. You know, it, you're not typically going to get four one seeds, but, um, you know, it's designed to award a top seed. And traditionally, uh, good teams outlast over, you know, four to five games to get there. And so for me, uh, I'm pretty boring in that sense. You know, I have obviously a little bit closer to ACC basketball, so – the overall feeling that I get from those teams may be a bit better, but uh, I tend to watch a lot of ACC, uh, a lot of SEC for, for some strange reason, a lot of Big 12, and even even a good bit of, of Big East basketball. So I'll go through the go through the four brackets here in the South. Um, I've got Kansas and Miami meeting up for a chance to go to the Final Four, and Kansas edging them out. I've watched Miami play a ton. Uh, speaking of George Mason, Larry Nagin was the architect of that Final Four run that they had. Uh, so he's he got a little bit more talent, got a really good big guy in Jakiri. Uh, Sheldon McClellan can score from the outside. They're veteran. They play good, tough defense. Uh, the one thing that can bother them, though, is when Jakiri goes out of the game, if he gets in foul trouble, their defensive makeup really changes. But uh, Kansas, you know, they won more than anybody, lost less than anybody. And so I think they outlast and – um, you know, make it to the Final Four. They've been consistent pretty much all year. 
The bracket below that in the West, uh, that's where I think some things can happen. I don't really trust Oklahoma all the way. Um, Texas A&M, I really feel like they've got they've got a, a sneaky, talented roster there. And the same thing with Oregon. There's going to be a, probably a little bit of East Coast bias and not many people having been having seen Oregon play, but uh, they destroyed a pretty good Utah team by 31, I believe, in the Pac-12 championship. And I think that league overall was uh, sneaky deep. Um, DirecTV kind of screws you with no Pac-12 network, but uh, I got to see them play quite a bit. And, and Utah's a pretty good team as well. Just ask Duke on neutral court. They got beat there. Uh, so I've got Oregon playing Texas A&M and Texas A&M edging them out. And a little bit more size down low. I've got them playing Kansas in that on that side of the bracket. And then on the east, um, North Carolina, you may argue, uh, got a little bit of a screw job there. There's some, some talent in there. So with Kentucky, Notre Dame, uh, West Virginia, Pittsburgh Xavier. I have Carolina edging out West Virginia. They showed me something in that ACC tournament, and they really turned their defense on. They gave up 110 points, I think, over two games and really showed you that they can get in sort of a backyard half-court brawl with UVA. And uh, speaking of them, uh, I've got them getting some revenge on Michigan State and getting another chance to, to play a rubber match with Carolina in the Final Four. So my Final Four is Kansas, Texas A&M, Carolina, Virginia, Kansas meeting Carolina. And if Carolina continues to play defense this way, this is really the team that you kind of thought you were going to get early on and there's nothing wrong with peaking right at the right time. So I've got Carolina cutting down the nets. And if you want to know how unbiased of an opinion that is, I'm a Duke fan, and I just threw up in my mouth a tad bit to say that I've got Carolina. <laughs> oh, E-Tip calling North Carolina. That's crazy, man, crazy. Uh, I have uh, Miami going far, too. We just had uh, Shea Pepler on from uh, Campus Insider. She covers a lot of basketball for the NCAA um, talks to a lot of people, coaches, everything, and I told her I have Miami going to. I have actually Miami beating Kansas, and I have actually Miami getting to the finals, playing Michigan State. I love Miami, man. Yeah, yeah, they, they've they've been solid all year. I'm gonna say they they played very solid defense. If, if Jakiri stays out of foul trouble, they can absolutely do that. I can't, I can't argue with that whatsoever. Yeah, it's, it's just it's, it's just one of those teams, you know. I, I I'm I'm big on coaches, and I was telling Shay. I, I I think coaches at this time of the year they take the players play, but the coach on the sideline means a lot in these type of games. You know, you get you get forty minutes of basketball. You know, you got to take a timeout here. Or, you know, they get tons of timeouts under sixteen, under twelve. But at the end of the game, late game situations, Roy Williams, for example, uh, during the year, I know you wanted the UNC, but the time he didn't take a timeout, who'd they play? Duke. Yeah. I mean, I think that's a terrible decision. You know, you got a bad shot. You're sitting. You're going home yeah. with. You're going home with a timeout. You know. Yeah. There's uh, there's there's two schools of argument there. You know, is the is the defense as unset uh, as they can be? So can you take advantage of that, or do you do it? He he was even a little contradictory, saying that uh, he wished he called a timeout and he was sorry to his players, yet he would not call timeout again if faced with the same situation. So uh, yeah, a bit strange. But I think they really come into play when. Uh, when they can draw up, you know, the X's and O's from an inbound perspective, I kind of compare those to special teams in football, field goals, punt team, kickoff, those inbound plays and things like that. And then when you sneak a couple points out on some good plays like that, and then that, you know, to your point, the end-of-game situation, clock running down, 
what to do. Have you been there? Where's the experience? That certainly plays into it for sure. And then, you know, take that a step further and extend that to a coach on the court. That's why that point guard is always so valuable in these situations. Oh, yeah, point guards, yeah, huge control of the offense, second coach out there. Uh, before we let you go, um, small play, anybody? You know, if you want me to throw a game out there, you got anything maybe small that you saw already you can give our listeners? Yeah, man, I think uh, let's give you a little side and total in the same game. Cool. Um, this team's been uh, a little Jekyll and Hyde away from the magic of Hilton, and they're they're not interested in playing any defense. And when you're not interested in playing any defense and you're playing a team that likes to score, uh, I might try a correlated parlay uh, or I might just take uh, – probably would end up taking both of these. I'm going to take Iona against Iowa State. I'm going to double up, take the over as well. They might have uh, the best NBA prospect on the floor in that game in A.J. English despite uh, George Niang or anybody else on the court. And, uh, you know, they, they've got an efficient offense, so – I think they're going to score a ton in that game. I don't think either either team will be interested in playing much defense. I like that play. Uh, I'm looking right now at my book. Uh, Iona's getting seven and a half over one sixty eight. That's go, a lot boys. of points, man. Go, I like boys. it. When I see something like that too, I, I, I you know, you you hit it right on the head. They, they, these teams they don't want to play defense. These two teams. Yeah, I, I like to. I always joke with my buddy when when we see a high total. It's up there for a reason. That's what I – hey, that's what – and I see an under – like, a, not an under. I see, like, a 122 or in the NBA. You know, I, I dabble in the NBA, and it was it, – I saw, like, a one – I don't know. one. If I see a 192 or 193 in the NBA now, because you're seeing these totals in the NBA, 220, 225. Last night, Cleveland was, like, 193.5 after they just put up 115 points, 115 points in their last five games. What happened yesterday? The game went to, like, 179. Oh, yeah. You know, I'm just. Go ahead. Yeah, we were we were talking earlier in the in, this, in these totals. Sometimes they're very telling. You can get a try to get a read on. It. We were talking about Virginia earlier, and just to the the testament of a little bit or a different makeup that they have this year. In that you know it wasn't uncommon to see a a, a UVA total 109, 107, 112, and now you're seeing up in the 130s, the high 120s, and they're hitting them. So they've gotten really efficient offensively, and that defense, that pack line defense, is is physical and and they're pretty deep. So I I will be very interested to see uh, if they match up again with Michigan State and get a chance to exact some revenge. But yeah, totals totals are always a always a nifty play. But you know if you can if you can pick those spots, they're they're fun to nail. All right, let's get some uh, let's get some plugs in. Yeah, you can check out uh, at etip one one. On Twitter, Capper's advantage. I'm, I'm telling you, if you this is going to air. We're gonna we're gonna post it tomorrow. And guys, if you're listening, pause the show. Go to Capper's advantage. It's ninety nine bucks, dude. That's not even ten bucks a month. It's cheap. Get it for the tournament. You got three weeks of plays. Um, there's gonna be. A, I mean, uh, E Tip throws a bunch of plays out there. Big East always always does some spot plays, and I love it, man. I mean, you know you. You, if, you, if you're not a big player, you you put fifty bucks on each game. I mean, you, you dabble in, and you know if you if they get hot during this tournament, and you spent ninety nine dollars. There you go. So uh, I hope you guys get there. You know, go go on the website and uh, and and purchase it. Uh, you know, just want to say thanks, Eric, for coming on. Um, hopefully next year Cam Newton doesn't uh, doesn't leave the press conference or doesn't leave the press conference early. <laughs> 
Yeah, hopefully they won't put him next to a, a defensive back. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. <laughs> that was kind. Of, no, I heard that. I heard that afterwards. Yeah, that that's just isn't it? It's idiotic, right? Right. Hey, hey D and E. If you want to take it a step further, uh, forget what me and Big East play. Just play advantage plays. Seven and one college basketball year to date. There you go. So when they're on the same play, it's going to advantage play. $99, guys. Get to their site. Eric, have a good night, man. Thanks for coming on, taking some time with us. Good luck. Uh, good luck with your bracket. Good luck with the plays. Um, you know, I'll uh, I'll be looking at them, so uh, I'll talk to you later. Great talking to you guys. See you. All right, buddy. All right, bye. See ya. That's huge. Yeah, that, Iona that, and the over. And Iowa State. Love it. He's right. I like it. I like it. That's it's, – uh, that's a free play right there. I mean, why wouldn't you throw? Why wouldn't you check check it out? I own. I'm looking at Iona right now. I don't know what you got him at, but just uh, I got you said plus seven. I, I'm I'm seeing plus seven, plus seven and a half. I like it. Yeah, over under is huge. What is it? One sixty eight. Uh, yeah, yeah. Right around there. Yep, yep. It's good. Yeah, it's a high tie. Like you said, tie for a reason. Right, dude. You know how much that? How many points that is? Eighty-five, eighty-five. It's one seventy. It never What's happens. it at? One sixty-eight. I got one sixty-seven. but yeah. I guess it depends where you're looking. Okay, so you're talking forty-two, forty-three points and a half. Right. Yeah, it's it's that high for a reason. Um, both teams. He's right. Both teams don't play don't play offense or I'm sorry, defense. And you see an offensive game. And, and I'll, I'm going to ride with it. I mean, I'll tell you what. You're you're going to double your money. You do that parlay. He's gonna hit it. It's it's crazy. He better hit it. Yeah, I'm just kidding. No, he'll hit it. There's yeah. nothing guaranteed in gambling, as everybody knows. No, you no, just play. of course not. You know, you just you just you just uh, you just play the games that he gives us, and and hopefully he hits them. We're gonna welcome in uh, assistant coach Joe Fanel from the Benedictine Eagles Division Three Final Four coming up uh, this weekend. They're traveling to Salem, Virginia. Uh, they're thirty and zero. They're representing the Midwest. There's nothing more I can say. Let's welcome in Joe to uh, Chalks and Dogs with d Joe, what's going on? Not much, man. What's going on with you? Congratulations. Just, yeah, let's give the congrats out. And we just were talking some uh, some hoops with Shea Pepler, and then we had uh, our uh, handicapper on, and he gave us a couple plays. So we're just going to get into some D3 talk. Uh, nice. how's How's the atmosphere? How what's, what's, it, what's it like right now? How are the kids feeling? You guys a little nervous, anxious, uh, first time going down there for the program. Just give us uh, give us what everybody's feeling at Benedictine. You know, man, it's been unbelievable. Um, the staff, the support that we've had here has just been phenomenal. Um, the game, the, the crowd, the atmosphere of the last five, ten games, it's just been, been awesome. The place has been pretty much close to sold out. Um, you know, we have a veteran group. Um, they've been handling it great. Uh, we have a lot of juniors and seniors, um, and it's really they, they take it one game at a time, and uh, that's kind of been our motto all year. And they've just been um, they, they've been just doing it every game, and it's it's just been awesome. I mean, it's um, it's just been awesome. We have six guys averaging in double figures. Um, they're unselfish. Um, it's just been great. It's just been great all year. Can you give us uh, your take on you know when you guys were coming in for the preseason or getting the team ready or running you know running suicides or running hills? Um, you guys probably thought you guys were going to be good, as as Bunk said, not maybe not this good. Uh, anything surprise you going through this season? How good you guys are? I mean, 
I knew we were going to be good, like you said, but I, I did. I think we were going to be this good, thirty and all. No way. Uh, I didn't think it. I didn't think this for one minute. Um, it's just been um, our first five games are really tough. We played five CCIW schools. Um, and we just knew that they, we were thinking at the beginning of the year, if we come out of this three and two, we're, we're looking really, really good. Um, and sure enough, we won the first one, we won the second one, and then we won the third. And soon, you know, we 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 got out of that stretch five and zero. And um, from there, it was just like, man, you know, we're we're really good. Um, and it's just been like, and ever since then, it's really been one game at a time. Like I said, it's, it's just been great. Um, and uh, and here we are. I mean, it's I, I can't believe. Uh, it's um you know we we've broken some school records um and this is the farthest we've gone in the tournament in uh in school history um farthest team in our conference that's gone this far um so it, it's just been great the support's been great and uh we just got to keep it rolling for two more games <laughs> now as a coach i mean you got amherst coming up how is it to get that to to get that locker room focused on the game and 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 not so much on on all the other excitement is it tough to get the kids? Or I mean, I'm sure they're pumped anyway, ready to play. But how do you balance that? They are. It has been tough. It, it has been tough. Um, but like I said, it, it's really our juniors and seniors. It's really our seniors that just really set the tone with our guys. It's really been no nonsense, um, and, and we just have to. They listen and they bought, they bought in, and um, it, it's just pretty much they they coach themselves a lot too. I mean, it's. Um, it's just been great. And I, I'll tell you this, I know Eric, you'll appreciate this, but we're practicing tomorrow at Duke, uh, at Cameron Indoor. Uh, wow. Yeah. Come on. We just found that. Yeah. We just found that out today. We're practicing there tomorrow from for two hours, one to three. So we just actually, we just broke the news to our guys just now. And they were, they're all excited about that, but we're like, Hey, we still got a game on Friday, so we can't make it. Uh, we can't get it to be uh, too crazy. Um, but, uh, I mean, that's exciting. And, you know, the guys are, they're, they're, now we're, we're pretty jacked because we're leaving tomorrow morning. We're flying into Raleigh, Durham, and then, um, we're going to drive to Duke and spend a couple hours there. And then we got to take a three hour bus ride to Salem, Virginia, which isn't uh, exactly, uh, ideal for us, but, uh, that's the way the NCAA set it up. And that's kind of what we have to do. So, um, it is what it is, but we're going to make it fun tomorrow. And like I said, it, it, it's really been our seniors. I mean, they've just been, they've been so good. Um, as far as staying focused and, and once we got on the court, it's all business. It, it really is. It's, it's time to play. And, 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 you know, we have fun and we do some things out of, out of practice and after practice or before practice. But once we step on the floor, it's really all business. Can you talk a little bit about Amherst? Uh, I'm sure you guys watch a lot of tape. Um, mm-hmm. Just get a little, just a little background on what you think you're going to face uh, coming up on uh, Friday afternoon. Well, we know they are a very experienced team. Uh, they've been, uh, I want to say, three or four Final Fours in the last, I don't even know how many years, but I think seven or eight Final Fours overall. Um, so they've been there before. Um, and it's they, they had the experience. Um, as far as personnel goes, they got some size. Um, they're all about, uh, their point guard's about six feet, six two, six one, And then they're all about 6'5", 6'5", 6'6", 6'6". But, you know, we have Luke Johnson in the middle at 6'9", so... Um, but, but they run their stuff, they run good stuff and, um, you know, we, we'll have to be ready to play and we're just, uh, we're kind of, we kind of went through their stuff a little bit today. Um, they run a lot of ball screen stuff and, um, they, they really rebound well, um, which has been one of our strengths. Um, I think we're one or, I think we might be one or two in the country in rebounding margin. Wow. So that's going to be a test for us on Friday, but we know if we own the boards, um, we have a really, really good chance of winning because, um, yeah, I think we're, we're, we're in the top three in the country 
in offensive field goal percentage and, and defensive field goal percentage, which is pretty unheard of to, to have both, to be that good defensively and offensively. So in the way we rebound, it's just it's, two teams have to really, really, really shoot at a high percentage to beat us as long as we're rebounding. So that, that's pretty much our key, as it is every game that we've played all year. Yeah, that's I, – I, you know, do you have – I mean, with Bunks playing at what you guys will be playing at four o'clock Central Time. It will be Friday at four o'clock Central Time. Correct. Any any thoughts on maybe an early start? I mean, these kids are young. That that doesn't bother them at all, right? No, it, I think we've actually after just talking to a few other teams that have been down there before, because there's so many things that we have to do. I mean, we get in Thursday and we have a team breakfast, and then we got to do some community service. We go visit a, a grammar school um, and, and spend time with uh, special needs kids, and then we have a, a banquet with all the final four teams Thursday night. And then there's media things that we have to do now, and it, it, it's actually better because if you if you win, you get all that stuff out early, and then you can just kind of you watch that game, and then you watch the game after you, and you get all that media stuff done, and then you get to go home and you get to rest. Where if you play that later game, you're you're there till yeah, however, whatever time it is, and, and you're up later at night, and because you got all these more, all these different commitments that you have there that you haven't had, you know, all year long. So, I think actually the, the early game is going to be to our advantage. At least, at least we hope so. Yeah, that's. That, I think it's going to be a big advantage. What do you think, Joe? And we're going to let you go after this one. What do you think uh, this does for the program, recruiting wise? Uh, it's putting it on the map for sure in the Midwest. Kids got to be looking. You know, if they're in high school and you guys are recruiting them. You know, this helps, say, hey, you know, we're going to make it to the Final Four. We made it to the Final Four in 2016. Um, how does this help the, the recruiting that you're going to be doing uh, in the future? It, it's, been, it's been phenomenal. Um, we've, had, uh, we've gotten quite a few commits already. Um, you know, we're hoping for, obviously, we're hoping for a few more. But it, it's been phenomenal because you get guys now that we've kind of recruited earlier in the year that they weren't given so much, uh, given us so much attention. Now, all of a sudden, all these kids are, I mean, I'm getting... I got I mean, I get eight to ten emails every other day from now kids that are interested in wanting to play here and what you know, what do I gotta do and do we have any roster spots open for the following year and, and all that stuff. The publicity's been great. Um, I mean even doing this kind of stuff and we had Channel Seven out last week, WGN was here yesterday. So it's not only good for the basketball program, it's been great for the school in itself. Um, it's just uh, it's just been a positive thing for everybody. All right, Joe. Um, good luck knowing you and growing up with you and Bunk, and uh, you know having having like Jer and Freddie and Gardner and Frigo and Scotty Davis and Bronski and all those guys talk about it um, lately, and it's it's awesome for you guys, and I'm happy for you guys, and just as I put on Twitter now, just get it done, man, and bring home that trophy. Yeah, man, I appreciate it. And it was great, and it was great to see all those guys too to come out. And um, Punks was even saying too, real quick, that he he's been he hasn't, he hasn't seen guys in thirty years that are coming out of the woodwork. So it's just been great. It's just been great for everybody. And like I said, hopefully we can get two more and um, and uh, and see what happens. Tell so, t- but yeah, thanks, man. Thanks for having me. All right, Joe. Tell Timmy Reamer to cut those to cut that hair. What's he got braids? <laughs> Yeah, he's got the cornrows, and at first he had the man bun, and now it's the cornrows. <laughs> you know, as long as he's playing well, I don't yep. care what, he, what nope. kind of haircut he's Yeah, doing, so. ex- exactly. All right, Joe, we'll talk to you, buddy. Have a good night. Good luck. All right, fellas. All, All right. right, thanks. Take See care. You. All right, bye. Check it out. Follow Benedictine, uh, D3Hoops.com. D3Hoops. You guys can stream it uh, as well on Friday. There'll be you can go on their website and you can watch the game. It starts at four o'clock. I will definitely be watching it. Uh, my brother went there. Um, 
it's a huge. If if they win, the D three game will be on CBS TV. Not actual CBS, but it'll be on the like CBS two or something yeah. It's like, like that, channel yeah. like four. I was on it today. I was looking. I, I'll look it up and then we can we'll put it on the website or put it on the uh, um, the bio of what we talked about today. But uh, yeah, yeah, if they win. Uh, they'll play playing Saturday for the national championship to bring the the trophy home to, to Naples or Lyle, Illinois. That's huge for Division Three. That's awesome, That's man! Unbelievable, unbelievable. What? A, and we had bunks on uh, last last year around this time. Yeah, so it's kind of cool. Uh, I, I should have pulled some tape because he he talked about you know the the team it was right around this time last year and. Boy, have they come a long way! Uh, they cut. They, they come in what twenty five and zero into the tournament at twenty seven and zero now, twenty eight and zero. They're, they're, they're thirty and zero. Thirty and zero. Yeah, unbelievable, man. These guys are they're for real. And no, they're good. Support them, man. Get out there if you can go to the game. Great, but definitely watch it. Tweet. Um, he's tweeting out uh, everybody's Twitter, so you can give him uh, congratulations. If you yeah, give him a follow. Yeah. You know, just support them. You know, we're just we're talking anything. We're talking all NCAA hoops today. D one, D two, D three. It don't matter. These guys are playing hard, uh, getting there, and 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 hopefully they hopefully they get it done, man. Hey, you could probably put Benedictine up against some of these guys that. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> they, 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 no, they'd be able to handle. I think they'd be able to handle some D two T two schools. Maybe I don't know. They could probably take Ohio State. Who's yeah, in the, right. the, did they lose? The did they win? Did they win in overtime? I didn't even catch it because you're facing the TV. I'm not. But. I think. I think. Uh, I, I think they so, did. I am so pissed off, man. That's and and I, I'm not knocking the kids or the. I don't know, man. It's just embarrassing. You're Ohio State. The Ohio State, you don't even make the top 64 in hoops. I don't know what to tell you. They weren't even, they were, I think, number three in the NIT, and they they may have lost. I don't know. It was down to the wire. Yeah, I mean, what, what do you want from your team? They stink. They do. They're bad. Who do you want back? Uh, what's that little white dude's name, the point guard? Yeah, yeah. Where's he, where's he at now? He's probably playing overseas. <laughs> um. Yeah, I just, I'm not a big I'm not a big uh, Ohio State guy. No, I know you're not. We got yeah Notre Dame, right? Dude, my, my high school is playing right now in the super sectional. Really? At uh, Northwestern to go down state. They're playing Curry right now. Really? Did you play hoops in, in high school? Yeah, I played hoops in high school. Did you really? Yeah, what do you think? I didn't. Did you play or did you? Yeah, I played. Ride the pine. No, I played. You played. You played. Played. Big goof. Right, right. Take that right. smile and that freaking champion you, shirt out with no sleeves. You. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this guy. This guy with his with his no sleeves well, how on. Many, how many points no did hat. you average? Um, I didn't. You know what? I'm, I'll be honest. Uh, maybe junior, I didn't play that much. I probably played like maybe like 14, 15 minutes a game. Maybe like two points. Not even two points a game. Then senior, I started. Um. I don't know, probably like seven or eight points a game, maybe six, yeah. seven, eight points a game. That's solid, dude. That's solid. Then I played D three at Marion. I got a lot better as I was older, but what's enough of that, man? Let's just uh, <laughs> just uh, let's take a break and uh, we'll get back to talking some NCAA hoops. <laughs> right. We're talking NCAA hoops still on chalks and dogs with D and E. We're gonna stick with D three. As we just talked to Joe Fano from Benedictine University, we're going to welcome in John Dotson, starting point guard for the 30-0 Benedictine Eagles, who are traveling to Salem, Virginia this weekend for the Final Four. How you feeling, man? You ready? Uh, yeah, I'm ready to go. <laughs> All right, man. We're just uh, we're, we're we're talking everything from D1 to D3. 
Um, we're talking to Joey about you know the trip and uh, what your expectations are. What do you what do you think how the team's going to feel? You know, getting down there and, and getting in that uh, that arena. What are you a little nervous? You a you little anxious? Uh, how you feeling? Uh, I mean, I think it's going to be a great experience for us. I mean, I will pretty much say everybody's probably going to be a little nervous. Uh, you know, you're always a little nervous when you, um, you know, coming to a big stage like this. But, I mean, we got a lot of guys that are anxious, too. You know, I mean, you know, ready to get these games going. So I think it's just going to be an overall great experience for us. So as a player, you know, we get we get some, some guys that listen coming out of high school, just starting college. Um, can you describe like just the work that you put in in the off season to be able to play games this far into the tournament uh, as a player? What's that dedication level like? Uh, I mean, it's a it's an everyday thing. Uh, I mean, you know, realizing every single year that you constantly got to improve, you know, to get better. I mean, you know, your first year, you're not really knowing what to expect. So, you know, you're going out there with you know the things that you worked on over the summer coming into college, but you know, you start to realize that, I mean, it's a whole new level. You know, teams have game plans for you. You know, you know they start to point out your weaknesses. And, you know, once you realize that, you know, over time, I mean, you have to work even harder to, you know, level out those weaknesses. And, you know, that's something that's just, you know, been tough, you know, working every single day trying to, you know, improve whatever aspects of your game that aren't the strongest. Now, John, I'm looking uh, back, and you, it looks like you transferred from Elmhurst. Uh, was it was Elmhurst? You guys put it at Elmhurst. Um, it's a little bit different, you know, with Benedictine. Benedictine this year is a little bit higher class. You know, Elmhurst was in the Division Three tournament. Um, was it a big difference transferring from Elmhurst to Benedictine uh, program wise? You know, practices, games, that type of thing. Um, it wasn't um, as far as the program. Uh, the games were a little bit different. I mean. Uh, you know, of course, Elmer's had, you know, I mean, what, you know, considered one of the toughest conferences in the CCIW, you know, so initially, you know, those games were, you know, a lot tougher, I would say, you know, my, around my freshman year, sophomore year, but as I've, you know, gone over the years, you know, moving up my sophomore, junior, and senior year, I mean, you know, the knack is just, has been just the stuff, you know, guys have gotten a lot better, teams have gotten a lot better, so um, I would say, you know, as of now, I mean, teams have really, you know, stepped up. We had a couple teams from the NAC beat some CCIW teams this year. You know, so, I mean, I would say the competition has definitely risen from, you know, my freshman year to now. So, um, you guys are undefeated. You're tearing it up. Um, how do you keep grounded? And, and what's it's kind of a two-parter. How do you keep grounded and, and keep your eye on the prize? And, two, what's what's that uh, – the the energy like is it kind of like one of those uh nobody respects us kind of mentalities in the in the locker room or is it uh you know we're we can't be beat kind of thing what what's that mentality like in the locker room for you guys um it's just a you know competitive nature i mean understanding that at the beginning of the year we were picked second in our own conference you know, and, and, and that alone was motivation enough. I mean, you know, I mean, not everyone really expected us to be where we are right now. So, I mean, every single day, you know, regardless of the record, regardless of being 30 and 0 or whatever record we've had, I mean, we've always had to look back and realize that, you know, people don't even expect us to be here. So we can't sit here and, and you know, think as if we just, you know, you know, people know that we were going to be here at the beginning of the year. I mean, we fight every single day knowing that, 
there's a target on our back, you know, knowing that people don't even think that we should be here, you know, as it is. I was talking to, to Coach Fano, and I call him Joey, and, you know, I grew up with him. And uh, I was talking about the atmosphere over, you know, going to classes and uh, just the total atmosphere at, at Benedictine. How cool is it, you know, walking around and everybody noticing and giving you congratulations? How's that, how's that been? Oh, man, it's, it's been incredible. I mean, you know, just, you know, receiving the support and, you know, saying from the, you know, from the fans and, uh, you know, just our peers. I mean, seeing everybody every time we walk past somebody, you know, they're, you know, congratulating us and, you know, telling us that they're coming to the games. And, you know, that's been a big boost to our confidence alone, you know. I mean, you know, we don't necessarily need everybody, every single person, you know, behind us, but the fact that we have our own fans and the support from our, you know, other people that go to our school, I mean, it's just really been incredible to see that that transformation this year. Yeah, my uh, you're talking to Eric here, and uh, my brother went there. Uh, Jeremy, he played for Bunks, and my dad's been good friends with Bunks for a while. And I know a lot of the uh, the alumni have been coming back. My brother was there on uh, Friday with Free Terry Frigo and Mike Gardner, and there's been some good good teams that have come through Benedictine. I've seen a lot. I was there watching. I went to Marion, uh, who else who's in your conference? I played for Marion, and we. You know, we played Benedict, or we played. We didn't play Benedictine at that time. It was in a different conference. But just being around the program with my brother, um, seeing how talented some of the other players were, and they just couldn't get over the hump like you guys. The way you guys come in together as a team is that just individually, or is, is Bunks on, on top of you guys about that? Because man, I've been watching you guys on the computer, and it's just like a glue, man. That ball just it skips to one guy, or the other, and you just guy get guys get great shots. Uh, yeah, it's just, I mean, it's just a combination of both. I mean, uh, you know, having the players that we have, I mean, we have a lot of different, you know, abilities, you know, between these guys. We have a lot of talent on our team, and and it's just been a, a concerted effort from each player on our team to realize that, yes, you know, when you catch the ball and a guy's coming out to you, you probably could shoot that shot, but there's another guy that, you have the confidence and, you know, just as much confidence in him as you're doing yourself, you know, to hit that shot. So, you know, just swinging the ball and giving him a chance to shoot it, you know, that not only gives, you know, that player confidence, but, you know, it gives it the confidence to yourself that you can trust him, you know. And it has also been a, you know, like I said, a combination of the coaching staff too. I mean, you know, not just Bunks, but Fano and, and Jones and Janzak. I mean, they, they really instilled in us that, that any of us could score a certain amount on the, you know, on a given night. But, at the end of the day, you know, the, you know, the way that we're going to win and the way we're going to continue to win is if, you know, we continue to involve each other. You know, that way, you know, guys are used to different scenarios. You know, if, if one guy's having an off night, the other guy's, you know, he's ready to go. You know, you're not necessarily dependent on that 20-point-a-game that score, you know, every single night. And that's been something that's helped us get to the point that we are right now. You're listening to Chalks and Dogs. Uh, we're talking to John Dotson, uh, starting point guard for the Benedictine Eagles, 30-0. They're traveling to the Final Four tomorrow, uh, playing Amherst. Uh, John, man, I'm sure you're not hitting the books, uh, so I'm sure you guys are excited. Uh, I just, I just want to say, you know, I've been around Bunks, like I said, and you know, it's, it's he's such a great guy, and 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 I couldn't be happier for him, and and. Hopefully you guys get it done, man. I'm I'm rooting for you, and it'd be cool to bring that home that trophy home to the Midwest and uh and have that trophy in that case, man, and tell everybody you've been D three champion. I can't say enough about just proud of you guys, and, and just go get it done, man. Uh, thank you, thank you. I mean, <laughs> much appreciated. I mean, we're really trying to do it, like I said, the best that we can, taking one game at a time, and we hope to bring it back as well. All right, sounds good, John. Best of luck, and uh, we'll be watching.
right, thank you. All, All right, right John, talk to you, buddy. Bye. There it is, John Dotson the third. Starting point guard, Ed John John D3. I think it's protected, but. Uh, yeah, Just, that's smart. Yeah, you know he's in college. Hey, and the pros, too. <laughs> he's Block in your Twitter, man. Block your Twitter. You know, nobody. Nobody needs to see your business on Twitter. You're just going to get in trouble. You got, guys, man, he, he's, a, he's a great dude. He, thanks for coming on, John. If you listen on the way tomorrow or tomorrow or whenever, thanks for coming on. And just go get him, guys. I mean, Benedictine, represent the Midwest. So hopefully they get it done. Yeah, We're going to keep huge. talking. Because of a fast pickup, we ask you to let us know that you're not a voicemail system. So- We're ta- Sam, are you know. there? Yes. Right, we're, yeah, we, 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 I've had some great intros today, and this guy's screwing everything up, dude. <laughs> Your boy, what's going on? Uh, so we're talking. We're gonna. We're, we've been talking some D three hoops with uh, Benedictine, and then uh, we talked earlier with some NCAA. We're gonna get back to some D one. We're gonna talk to Sam Maniscalco, former uh, Bradley Illinois player, also uh, one of my good friends. Great. Uh, just a great, great, great player and, and uh, analyst. So, uh, Sammy, uh, let's get right into it, man. How you been? Good. How about you? How about you guys? Long time no talk, huh? I know. What's he said. New? He said. Uh, he said we 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 didn't do the show because my Cubs lost. That's <laughs> <laughs> good. Yeah, I know. Sox fan. Like he, the pure haters, dude. All they do is hate on the Cubs. Whatever. All right. Let's get into it, Sam. Um. Let's talk some NBA real quick. Uh, last night I gave zero, 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 zero percent for the the Bulls to win. Um, and what do you know? They come out with a win. Uh, any thoughts on uh, any thoughts on the Bulls? Yeah, I mean they're grinding. Um, you know, I think part of it was having Jimmy Butler back and his um, his attitude and his grind and his 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 uh, demeanor he carries with him is kind of like a. You know, let's just get it done type deal. And obviously Rose and Gasol are out, and uh, everybody thinks Toronto's going to beat them. And that's that's the nature of the NBA, though, man. Um, it's a long season. It's a tough league. And just when you think, you know, somebody's going down, somebody else will uh, come and get you. So the Bulls, I mean, they're they're, they're within that. Not, they might have slipped in the eighth spot now after that game. You know, it's going to be uh, – it's going to be interesting. I think they'll fit in that six, seven, eight slot when they get, you know, fully healthy and stuff and – um, see what happens from there. Sam, the question on everybody's mind in Chicago, I mean, we're, I think everybody's throwing the towel in on, on the Bulls right now. It seems like everybody – I, I got a couple season ticket holders anyway, and they're done. But the real question is 72-10, and 10, is that going to get beaten this year or what? I think so. I yeah. mean, where they got six losses now. Yeah, um, undefeated at home, I, I think, right? Yeah, I, I don't – I mean, unless – and last two things, I think. Obviously, if one of those those, those big three guys get uh, hurt, you know, Steph Clay or or Draymond go down with an injury, I think they, you know, that can be in jeopardy. And then the other thing is, if you know, it's all, it's all going to depend how how Kerr wants to rest these guys down the stretch. Um, if he's going to rest them, if he's not going to rest them, I think that'll play into whether or not you know they have a chance of breaking the record. But I mean, it's it's theirs to break for sure. Um, they got three left with San Antonio, which will be tough, but. I, I if if Crows arrest guys and they stay healthy, I see it happening for sure. Do you, do you think it would be smart of him to uh, to rest players with the the being so close to San Antonio's just nipping at their heels for for probably not. I yeah. mean, 
I think he's got a good feel for what's going on, obviously. Um, you know, they, they have obviously want that home court advantage versus Spurs. The Spurs are tough. Yeah. Um, so he will be careful with that for sure. And, and be careful, you know, Popovich is a master at that kind of stuff. You know, he'll rest guys in important games to not show his cards. And it'll be interesting to see how Popovich plays these three games left versus the Warriors. Um, I guarantee you at least one of them he rests his guys plays a whole different style than he's used to playing just because he doesn't want to show his cards. He's a he's a chess player like that. He's you know, he's a mastermind, he's the best in the rivet, that kind of stuff. So um it'd be very interesting to see how that plays out. But the Warriors for sure, for sure want that one seed. They don't want to have to go to San Antonio for a game seven. Let's talk a little bit about Steph. Uh man, I watched Wait, him. who's that? Steph who? <laughs> right. Sammy, there was the game, you know, the, that Oklahoma City game. Um, I'm not even talking about the shot he hit the buzzer. The shot on the right-hand side, the right-hand wing, when he he shook, um, was it a, that wasn't Ibaka. I mean, he went behind his back through his legs, and it, it was within like two seconds, and the ball was just gone. Yeah, it was Durant. It, it was Durant, right? Yeah. It was, that, was like the yeah. Biggest, that was the bigger shot than the, the other one was. I mean, the other game, yeah. they won the game. But just, can you, as a point guard, and you played at that Division One level, um, describe him. I, I mean, I have no words. Well, I didn't play at the level he's at. That's no, you played, yeah, but you played D1. Uh, no, I know. I understand. It, it, it's, it's pretty incredible what he's doing. You know, it, it, it's weird. I, I was talking to somebody about it the other day, and I'm like, you know, watching his games and stuff, and it's like I'm waiting for him to come back down to earth, you know, when watching, and then it just hasn't happened yet. You know, it's just like he gets better and better and more amazing, and you're just like, this is incredible. So, He's just got some sixth sense, man. He, he's just he, he's unbelievable shooter off the dribble feet set. His confidence level right now is is absurd. I mean, his confidence level is second to nobody, maybe in the history of the game at some point. So um, he's got that rolling for him. Um, and that, I mean, that with his skill level and his team and the way they're rolling right now and their confidence as a team, um, I mean, he's unstoppable. The guy is, he'll go get 45 on an off night, you know, um, just because he shoots the ball so well. And, I mean, he, he is literally a threat to the ball now from anywhere on the floor. Jeez. I mean, he comes across half court, one dribble, three steps inside half court, and he's a threat to shoot the ball. So <laughs> I don't know how, how you guard that, but um, let's put it this way. Guarded or not guarded, or record or no record, let's, let's all enjoy what we're watching now. Um I don't know how long it's going to last. I mean, as long as he stays healthy. But what we're watching right now is incredible, and um, some of the stuff he's doing is, is going down in the history books. That's for sure. What's have you seen the pictures going around on like social media where it's got uh, um, it's, you know defenses versus Michael Jordan, and then defenses versus Steph Curry, and there's nobody around him. <laughs> like it's got yeah. Jordan getting mobbed by like a bunch of New York Knicks, <laughs> and then Curry's wide open. <laughs> I didn't yeah. see that. Yeah, it's hilarious. Well, let's get to the point uh, here. To got kind of a little carried away with NBA. The real reason why we wanted to get Sammy on is because just like last year when we first get when we first had John, it's bracket season, buddy. Um, what do you like? I mean, can you break anything uh, down for us? Uh, we're looking, uh, I don't know if you want to start in the South, anything jump out at you? Well, I think overall what what I think, um, obviously Michigan State with what they're doing right now and their confidence level and Denzel Valentine, 
Um, I don't know. They're not in the South, but just over, from an overall standpoint, here, here's the first thing about the tournament right now is there wasn't really one great team this year. You know, one team that kind of stood out all season and stayed at number one and they kind of dominated and, and some, you know, a team that you picked in the beginning of the season and say, man, they, they really have a shot to win it all or they're going to win it all. You know, there wasn't that, that, that Kentucky team or that Duke team that's great. Um, so, which is more fun, I think, you know, especially now going into the tournament. Um, but look at the South. I mean, Kansas is rolling right now, too. Bill Self is, I mean, he's unbelievable what he does um, with that program, with the, you know, 12 straight Big 12 championships. And um, Maryland's, I, I know Maryland's flipped a lot lately. Um, as far as in the Big Ten and their record shows that, but they have a, they have a, a, a deep, well-balanced team. I saw them play live once this year, and they can do it from outside. They can do it from inside with Suleiman and, and Trimble on the perimeter and and uh, Carter and, and, and those guys inside. Um, Uh-oh, did we lose them? With KU in the, uh, in the Sweet 16 and giving them a, a run for their money there. So, um Bill Nova, I haven't seen them play much this year, but I know they're good. They're they're always always dart heavy. Um, Jay Wright's system is is very dart oriented and offense oriented, but um, the whole tournament's going to be awesome. I'm watching the Vandy Wichita State game right now, and um, Wichita State having a playing game. I would want to see them if I'm Arizona if they win this game. That's for sure. Yeah, their experience. So they're tough, man. You did you you got to play them at Bradley, right? Yes, they're in a conference. How how were they when you were there? Uh, they were good. Marshall was just kind of getting that program up to speed and getting his culture implemented and stuff. So my last two years, they were pretty good. Um, just they're physical. I mean, they're physical. They're tough. They're going to beat you up. They're going to grind. Um, he's a heck of a coach. I mean, he doesn't he doesn't let off the gas pedal on those guys, and they play hard. Sammy, um, I'm going to get your take on this. Uh, I'm I'm a big. Uh... Miami guy, I've been I've been talking about him all all podcast, all episode today, and uh, you know I, I think Larinaga is one of the best coaches around. Um, I know it's He's a very t- good. I know it's a tough bracket. Um, I got him going to the final. Um, I really think they can go far in this tournament. Uh, any thought of them? Well, I mean they're coming from the ACC, which I mean that's that's a gauntlet, you know, going in that, through that conference right there and. And I think the way they come out, thirteen and five, and then I think so. Um, just to do that is is, is an accomplishment in itself. And, and they, they got the experience, you know. They got, like you said, Larinaga is the guy that's been there before. Um, his guys play the right way. I think they're well coached as far as they execute their game plan. Um, you know, they got some big wins this year. They won at Notre Dame convincingly um, not too long ago. Um, so beat Virginia at home. Um, be Duke, you know. I mean, they're, they're going to be right there. I know they're a three seed, and um, but coming out of the ACC with those teams with North Carolina, Virginia, Louisville, Duke, Notre Dame, up and down the line, coming out with thirteen and five record and twenty five and seven overall, um, that kind of speaks volume. So that matchup there, I think, will take care of Buffalo. Obviously, that they see their Arizona, the winner of this Vandy uh, Wichita game in the next round. You know, their big matchup in the Sweet 16, obviously, is going to be Villanova, but... Um, so beatable, Sammy. Be you know, here's the thing. Everybody in the tournament is beatable on any given night. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, so 
So that's why it's so hard. You know, like if you look at a few Kentucky teams from a few years ago and you see these guys, oh, nobody's going to beat them because they're so big or they're lineup, you know, there's seven foot, six, 11, six, 10 across the board, you know, and you're like, wow, you know, it's going to be really, really tough to beat these guys. And there's really no team like that this year. I mean, there's no big time dominant player either that, you know, is kind of like Anthony Davis, you know, that can just control a game. I think your closest bet to that, your closest guy is Denzel Valentin at Michigan State. Um, you know, he's not as athletically imposing as a guy like that, but as far as how he navigates through a game and how he controls tempo and controls the game from a scoring, assisting, and rebounding standpoint, um, it's pretty impressive. And I think if you have a guy like that, he can win you a game or two by himself in the tournament. Um, and he gives your other guys more confidence. So I think that's why a lot of guys are, are leaning towards Michigan State and having them as favorites or having them at least going in the Final Four. Um, because of him and him alone. Um, and Izzo. I mean, the Izzo factor is incredible. I mean, look what he's done the last 10 years in the tournament, especially now that he's going to have some motivation because they got passed up as a one seed and they're a two seed. So don't think he's not putting that on the bulletin board and those guys aren't chomping at the bit to get out there. So. We're in uh, Big Ten country and you played at Illinois. Besides Michigan State, I know we talked a little bit about Maryland. Any other team from the Big Ten, Indiana, Iowa? Uh, Michigan. You know, Do you could see going. I'd or like no? to say Iowa. I, I'd like to say Iowa because of their experience. You know, they start four seniors. Um, it's just it's it's hard to put any confidence in them right now because of the the way they've slipped the last four weeks of the season. You know, um, I mean they were a top five team. They were well, they, they might have been two at one point in the country. I don't, they might have been one. Point. Um, I'm not even sure exactly where they were ranked in the AP, but I mean they were they were on top of the country as far as you know. Everybody was 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 drinking that Kool Aid, um, and I, I don't know. I mean, I want to say them or Maryland are the two that I would look out for because I think Maryland's really well balanced. Um, I think Churchill is a good coach. Um, Iowa is senior, you know, leading team. Um, they play up and down style. I'm not sure about how well they guard and how how that's going to help in the tournament. But I, I, you know, I, honestly, I want to say Indiana. I just do not trust Tom Crean defensively and his teams. I mean, it's, do uh, you trust him as a coach, teams. though, Sam? No, I don't. Not really in game. I mean, I think they've had an incredible year. I think Yogi's been amazing. He's carried that load all year long. And offensively, they're extremely explosive. He gives these guys a lot of confidence, freedom, and obviously, this group guys has excelled in that. But his teams have never guarded before. Um, I, I don't necessarily like his in-game coaching. He ends the game with a lot of timeouts left, a lot of times. Um, and their second round matchup is Kentucky. I mean, that's going to be an interesting one. I mean, don't think the committee didn't do that on purpose. That's going. To, that's one where every single person that's watching the tournament is going to tune into that one. Um, so I, I'd like to say Indiana, but I can't. I, I think Maryland and Iowa are your next best bet besides Michigan State because, like I said, of the well balanced attack that Maryland presents. They got great size. They got great guard play. Um, and then Iowa with the um, with the leadership and the guys that have been there before. So. Those are the two I'd pick after. I don't. I mean, Purdue's. Here's the thing about Purdue. Purdue's got two seven footers, and Hammonds is rolling right now. You know, if, if they hit jump shots, Purdue, they'll kill you because Hammonds is going to get his inside. He's going to create. He's going to attract attention. He's going to create things for other guys. And if he's been, if they can play inside outside basketball tournament like they did in the Big Ten tournament, um, they, they can do some damage. I mean, it wasn't you know eight or nine years ago. I remember. Um, Bradley went to the Sweet 16 and it was for the one reason. Patrick O'Brien. 
He completely changed the complexion of all that stuff. I and there's been you were way more say. examples. Aaron Gray from Pittsburgh. There's been a lot of other examples of that. But a big guy changes things, especially in college basketball. Size doesn't matter that much in the NBA, but in college basketball, when you got a seven foot guy that is highly skilled, he's not a black hole. He knows how to pass the ball when the ball comes in to him. He'll give it back up. You know, give it give it back out. Um, that 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 matters in college basketball, and it'll be interesting to watch that to see how how much Hammond has an impact on these games. Who do you have cutting down the nets? Oh man, tough, tough, tough. Come on, yeah, Sam. I, I gotta say, I gotta say, Michigan State. That's who I have. I have play, I have Miami playing Michigan State in the final. Yeah, I got Michigan State, like I said, because of one guy, two guys, Valentine and Izzo. Yeah, I think he's yeah. he's that good, and they're that tough. He's Izzo is that great of a coach, especially come tournament time. And they have some pretty favorable matchups. I mean, Dayton will be tough for sure in the second round. Dayton, Dayton's a great program, and they're a great team, and they're always at play. Unbelievable job with them and getting them ready. So, I don't see Michigan State. If I see Michigan State losing before the final four in that second round, I don't see them losing in the CCC. Um, this will be like. And I got they slipping there. Uh, I see him losing. To be honest with you, I can see Dayton sneaking up on him just because Dayton's had success in the tournament before, and Archie Miller knows how to coach those guys, and they got some athletes. So, but I, if I have to pick somebody, I, I go with Michigan State because of Valentine. Right on, there you go, Michigan State. Sam was on fire last year. I got no reason to doubt him this year. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, you're writing still for Orange and Blue News dot com, right? A little bit here and there, yes. Yeah, I, it was a big week for Illini uh, Sports, wasn't it? With, well, uh, yeah, let's go. Can we, let's go, we'll, uh, we'll end this on this one. I, I want to chime in on this. Oh today. yeah, yeah. Sam, what's going? Lovey, lovey, lovey. No, I don't want to talk lovey. He's cover two. He's got like guys coming from the NFL to to help him coach. It's huge, I Sam. Sam, Sam, it's huge. I that th- hire is just whatever. I'm not going to get into that. Let's talk hoops. Grosh, uh, Tate got arrested right last week or this past couple of weeks ago or no two days ago right? Uh, I think two days ago. Yeah. What's going on, man? Fire him, keep him. I know he's had injuries. No, he's staying. He's uh, Whitman's already given him his full confidence. He's staying. I mean, he's got another year, I think, to uh, to, to to you know get an injury laden roster this year, and so that I think they're giving him a pass as far as you know with the kind of downfall they had this season. So he gets another year. I like it. I mean, I guess. What, what do you think, though? What do you? Yeah, I mean, well, here's the thing. I mean, there's no. I don't. I, I think, especially with the football thing that just happened and stuff. I, I don't think Whitman wanted to do that. Here, here's the thing. Here's how the football thing sounds. Lovey Smith was waiting. You know, Whitman had already known that Lovey Smith was interested in the job. Therefore, it's easier to take an interim coach and say, hey, "Listen, you know, see uh Lovey Smith's wait." You know what I mean? If 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 Whitman, the new AD, had 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 Bill Self or Coach K or Shaka Smart or Glenn online or an ex NBA coach or some, some big time ex NBA coach that coached a team to a NBA Finals appearance, waiting in his back pocket saying, "I want the job." I think it'd be a different story, you know. But I, I don't know why you'd fire a guy right now and give him a buyout when you got he had five, you know, four starters injured this year. You have. Two of your best players are coming back for their senior season and Malcolm Hill and Kendrick Nunn, and you don't want to go through another coaching search where 
the first four coaches don't want to commit to Illinois and you end up getting your fifth option. You know what I mean? No, yeah. If, if, they, if they were to fire a guy, fire Gross and get a new coach, it would have to be an absolute home run, a la what just happened with the football thing. You know what I mean? So that's their reasoning, and I think that's the thought process there. And, and Gross had an injury. Let's see, next year he'll have a healthy roster. He'll have his recruits there for, for multiple years that he's developed. Um, and let's see what he does with them. But I, I think he's well aware, too, that this is his year to, to see what. If they don't make the tournament, he'll be done next year. But. He's getting another year, that's for sure. Hey, real quick, did you see that Ridgewood shot? I, guess, I did. I, I was got, there. You were there? I was. Oh, my God. What? Why is Pat's 3A? I don't know. It's, high school basketball is all messed up now as far as the 3A, 4A. I mean, it's just it's so diluted right now. It's uh, Gotcha. It's it's not it's not that. I mean, it's, it's, it's just diluted. That's all I'll say. Yeah. No, I know. I hear you. I haven't been the... I know Notre Dame's playing uh, Curry. But Chris Mraz, head coach of Ridgewood, great job. I know. Well, well, very, very, very deserving. He works hard in, in that. Uh, it's a great win for their program, and he was very deserving of that. Yeah, Saviano was on the bench. And yeah, Too bad for Bale is my guy, obviously, who I played for. But, um, you know, Chris Chris deserves some success as well, and he earned that. So um, it was a good game to watch, great high school basketball game to watch. Good for him, good for him. All right, man. Um, we'll talk to you a couple weeks. Uh, we'll probably go. We'll probably do another one before the Sweet Sixteen. Um, that's in a couple weeks. Uh, is it a couple weeks? No, next week. That's next week. So we'll probably do something for the Elite Eight. Sam, man, thanks again for uh, coming on, staying up, and uh, talk to you soon, man. Absolutely. Thanks, guys. Talk soon. All right. Bye. All right. Give Sam a follow at Sam Maniscalco on Twitter. Um, he's all over the place. The best NCAA yeah. tournament. Dave still got his cutoff on. He's still sweating. Um, <laughs> I'm always sweating. I'm chubby. Uh, That's what we do. He's uh, he's got his you know dipstone in his mouth. He's got his uh, Miller Lite next to him. Oh, I'm sorry, Budweiser. Okay. We'll we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. All right. Opening days in in a couple weeks. Hope so. you guys got some picks. Uh, go Benedictine. Get it done. Yeah. Um, Again, we'll follow him. We'll, he's going to tweet out the link where you can catch him. Yes. Yeah. All right. So on that note, we are for D. Tommy. Peace. <laughs>